I don't know what it is, guys. I think it's got the holiday sweats. <laughs> well, you drink alcohol. That's alco- not a thing. You drank alcohol recently. I did. A little glass of wine. I mean, that's hardly drinking. <laughs> I'll be all right. Hey, <laughs> hey. I've developed a huge tolerance over the years. Hey, Mike, I think Nick was trying to set something up. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, because well, I, I, I know this episode is going to be out on Christmas Eve. Um, but, Mike, I just I implore you, <laughs> please, Mike, don't get drunk this Christmas. <sighs> Nick, it's um, I'm gonna be with the fam, the Russell clan. Yeah. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. Once we start sending Christmas in Killarney, and the Manhattans are poured, I I don't know. Drink milk. You wait, hold. You drink Manhattans while singing Irish ballads. Oh yeah, man. And then sometimes I'll get I'll go all acapella and sing when Irish eyes are smiling to just to you know warm the hearts of my 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 kin. You don't sing John Denver. Because after, after today, you might have to. We might have to. Uh, and on that note, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise depressing music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm Smiling Eyes Steve Trollinger. <laughs> um, but yes, to all of our listeners, Merry Christmas. Thank you guys once again um, for... That's not plugged into anything. Don't worry. Good. <laughs> Steven is observing some of the cables lying on the table. Um, Starts plugging it into random yeah. shit. Yeah, I wonder what this does. It's my Steven Trollinger impression. I'm <laughs> Steve Trollinger, I wonder what this does. <laughs> oh, I like that impression. I want to hear that every time we're talking about Steve. Well, when we do that episode where all three of us try to do impressions of each other, we'll just save that for that oh, one. Okay. Oh, that will be That's going to be a one. fun episode. It's going to be a Christmas present for us. <laughs> uh, but, no, guys, so... To the listeners, if this is your first time listening, if you just got that new iPhone or Samsung or whatever and you downloaded the podcast, Zune. App, this was Zune. Your yes. grandfather found a Zune in his attic. <laughs> Blew an inch of dust off of it and re-gifted it to you. Uh, but if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. And if you have listened before, uh, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, especially now because there were some weird shenanigans happening behind the scenes with Apple Podcasts where a whole bunch of our reviews disappeared and now they're back and I'm hoping they stay. But uh, just be safe. Why not add a few reviews if you've been enjoying the show? The perfect Christmas gift you could offer is a mere review on the iTunes Apple Podcast app. How easy is it, Steve? You sign in, you write a few words, and you click five stars. And uh, you'll ha- we'll be eternally grateful. We'll even call you out. We'll, we'll give you a nice little shout out. Yes, we will. We, we absolutely will. If you guys leave a review and uh, say something nice, we will shout you out. And then if you say something mean, we'll shout it out too. And then well, we'll that, shout back at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have a new segment, The Shout Back with Mike Russell. Yeah. The Clap Back. <laughs> but guys, uh, I don't hate Christmas music, actually. I think there's a time and place for it. Hard us. to believe. That's a weird thing to start with a sense. <laughs> well, this is the Song Topsy Report where we discuss the bad music, so I felt... It important to mention that I like Christmas music at the seasonally appropriate time, um, and I, to be honest, John Denver, the artist we're discussing today, mm-hmm. I had listened to some of his stuff in my youth that I didn't remember because my parents owned the Muppets Christmas album, mm, yes. which Ooh, featured John Denver. John Denver, yes, prominently. He, was, he was a frequent uh, collaborator with the Muppets. He was, he was, and uh, I didn't know that he had done uh, <clears throat> another Christmas album of more traditional music without the Muppets, but. Uh, 
In that album, he did the song that we are discussing today, which really, really stands out in the album. Because uh, just to give you guys an example, John Denver's Rocky Mountain Christmas album came out in 1975. And the order of songs were uh, a song called Aspen Glow. And then he did the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on Open Fire. And then after that song, he, he segues right into Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know, a whole family crowd pleaser. Oh, yeah. Fun for the whole family. Oh, the kids love that one, Nick. And Nothing then he wrong it to- with a movie based on that very song. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing wrong at all. So then after Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the next song is Silver Bells. Silver and then after, Bells. Yes. Silver Bells. Classic, quintessential Christmas song. No, Mr. Crosby, don't hit my children. No. <laughs> But then after that, the next song that uh, listeners were greeted with was this song. No, Mr. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk oh, yeah. this Christmas. I don't Those snaps were not in the song. That was courtesy of us. Correction, courtesy of you. Oh, man. Mama's crying every time. Every time daddy's getting drunk. That's like... (laughs) And I'm sure she's crying based on the uh, emotional reaction she has to seeing daddy... Uh, come inebriated home. and uh, come home in such a state. Well, she thought he died in a bus accident. That's <laughs> right. why she's so yes, happy to right. see him. I was wondering right, when that was going to show year up. Year-long oh, throwback. Daddy's home. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. I'm sure that's why she's crying. That's the I'm only sure reason. there's yes. not some sort of... Lo- there's not a lyric missing that explains <laughs> what happened between points A and point B. Well, I'm sure we'll find out over the course of the episode. Oh, Steve. I can't wait. I can't wait to figure out just what daddy does while he's drunk that makes mommy this so This song <laughs> speaks to, I'm sure, a very large segment of our population here in the United States of America. Mm. Probably popular in Russia, too. Now, I wonder... No, there it's expected. <laughs> That's true. See, kids sing this song until they can have the drinking of age. Until the, the drinking of age. Yeah, and then said. they're ready to get drunk with daddy. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> is that how it works, right? <laughs> yep, Mike, you got it figured out. <laughs> you are broken. What do you mean? You are a... <laughs> you poor, broken man. Why are you calling me a poor, broken man, Steve? Listen, it's called the Christmas spirits for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like someone who doesn't have a problem. <laughs> yeah, that also sounds like the shittiest liquor commercial I've ever heard. <laughs> Like there's a you can hear the wink in that statement. <laughs> but guys, this song is composed by uh well actually a little bit of information on that. This song it was composed t- by horrible life lessons. Well it actually wasn't. But yeah, well, it, in in that sense, yes it was. No, guys, this song is by John Denver, whose actual name is Henry John Duschendorf Jr. is his actual name. What? I know. Duschendorf. I don't I don't get why he went with John Denver. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if him, if he or his family had changed that name at a certain point in history for some reason. What's his name again? 
Henry John Deutschendorf Jr. Deutschendorf. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought he said Deutschendorf, and I was like, "What's D E U?" I thought he said Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz. It's D E U. I will get you Perry the Platypus. D E U T S H. So Deutsch, technically. Deutsch. But he was an American singer, songwriter, record producer, actor, activist, and humanitarian. Uh, whose greatest commercial success was as a solo artist. What's it take to be labeled an activist? Like, how how, me- how many times do you really have to get out in, a, like, a year? To- He's actually, well, <laughs> I think it's more than a year-long commitment. I think it's more of, like, a lifetime thing. But, no, he, he was very much a humanitarian, very much um, concerned about conservation and mm. the environment. Uh, I feel like you, I feel like the term humanitarian should be applied to everyone until they give you cause to have it not be applied to them. I, I, who is, who is... So Bill Gates was a humanitarian until Windows Vista came out? (laughs) (laughs) It's a funny joke from 25 years ago, Nick. (laughs) But what about, what about the, what about the people who are awful and then do something really great to save humanity? (laughs) Mike is taking notes right now. (laughs) Please tell me I could still be a humanitarian. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying to call, to call a person a humanitarian implies that there are there are different like gradients like there are some people who that moniker cannot be applied to mostly be not because they're doing bad things but because they don't give a shit Steve, about anyone. Who, who are you referring yeah, to you talking about? You talking about? <laughs> no, i'm not talking about anyone in particular i just i just always find it odd that people name other people humanitarians like aren't we all unless you're actively not being a humanitarian i feel like that is not a special well, if, a the special appellation. Of, if the majority of people are not doing that, humanitarianism is a privileged word thrown around by rich white people trying to go around and get some credit for shit. <laughs> no, I'm not, I, mean, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> uh, but starting in the 1970s, uh, John Denver was one of the most popular acoustic artists of uh, the decade and one of the best selling artists. In, in terms of the cultural impact he has, he is the poet laureate of Colorado. What? Yeah, yeah. After his death, he he was uh, not knighted, but whatever they do with poets, he became he 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 was penned. They take a little pen, they tap it on both of his shoulders. The poet laureate of Colorado. After his death, which he died um, in a plane accident, actually, he was the only pilot. Uh, he was an avid uh, pilot, and he crashed unfortunately. Oh my god! Yeah. What kind of plane was it? It was a small plane. I don't see how that's relevant. Uh, it's fairly relevant in that I don't think people should own their own planes. <laughs> I disagree, Steve. This is America, Thank the you, land Mike. of the yes. free. And if you want to be able to fly your own airplane, there's even cars that can fly now, dude. Did you know? Yeah, and here's the thing about flying cars. <coughs> so you know how like when you're driving a regular car down the down the highway or down the street, and then someone just cuts you off out of nowhere and almost like pushes you into another lane of traffic. Imagine that happening, but 10,000 feet in the air. You got to make sure you have your, um, <laughs> your, your warranty parachute, you know, uh, always in the glove box. But imagine if everyone who owns a car and is able to drive could do the exact same shit that they do down here, but in the sky where everyone will die. <laughs> I don't trust people to have cars, let alone sky cars, sky cars, sky cars. Or, or, the, or their own small planes, which are essentially just sort of flying coffins. Okay, what if you had um, your own, what if you had your own, like, 
like a, a smaller vehicle, like like a um, your own personal propeller, like a gyrocopter. A gyrocopter. No, just, it's just a little baseball cap with a propeller yeah. on it, and that takes you to work. Yeah, I don't trust helicopters any more than I trust planes. Speaking of uh, oh. skycopters, <laughs> oh. uh, John Denver. Oh yeah, yeah. So he he's dead. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you for summarizing. In conclusion, he is dead. Um, but no, he 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 left a lasting legacy of country acoustic folk music. He um, very much left an indelible mark in that music scene. This song, though, that we're talking about today, was not specifically written by him. It wasn't. Who was no, it? No, he was performed it. It was. Uh, the song is credited to Bill Danoff and Taffy Nivert. The then-married couple, best known for fronting the Starland vocal band and writing the subtlety-deprived ode, my words, to daytime sex, Afternoon Delight. Oh! Now, if you, the listeners, are a little bit rusty on Afternoon Delight, uh, you're a loss, but here's a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. Grab some afternoon delight My motto's always been When it's right, it's right Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night When everything's a little clearer In the light of day And we know the night Is always gonna be there anyway Thinking as you're working up our appetite <laughs> Alright, see, this isn't your personal karaoke session <laughs> It, uh, it could be. So, wow. You can't play that song and not expect someone in the room to sing it. So the same people who are all about getting it on in the afternoon. Getting it on after the break of dawn. After the after the break. Uh, are, yes. Are, are, are anti-drinkers. That's, that's interesting to me. Well, I don't know if they're necessarily anti-drinkers. More so. So I mean, that they have some deep-seated trauma that they felt the need to get out. Or are they the greatest musical satirists of the <laughs> 70s? I'm just saying, Nick, the, the time where I get have, have gotten it on the most um, successfully was the, the, <laughs> the afternoon after, you know, a night out, you know? Tell me about all the unsuccessful <laughs> times, though. No. If afternoon is your go-to time, <laughs> I want to know. I would just say it's the best time, you know? It's a little hair of the dog, you're fine, you know, you bounce back. <laughs> so that, that that was the couple that, that wrote this Yes. Song. And I tried to find any interview with John Denver to understand why he wanted to uh, sandwich this song in between uh, Silver <clears throat> Bells and the song Christmas for Cowboys <clears throat> on his Christmas. I just wanted to understand what about the song appealed to him. Christmas uh, for cowboys. Yeah, that's a, oh that 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 song is a hoot nanny. You we'll have to listen to that one after. But not to be confused with the Christmas hoot nanny. No, no, that, that that was his most somber album to date, uh, and to date it's probably going to be his most somber album. Uh, before we dive back into the song, the last thing I wanted to try to figure out was the opinion of John Denver fans on this song. Uh, specifically, I didn't know if maybe they thought, oh yeah, this is another one of his classic Christmas songs. Uh-huh. Um, so I went on to Amazon and I searched through most of the reviews and there's a handful of quotes about this song specifically uh, that I thought were worth uh, mentioning. So these are uh, a handful of quotes from different Amazon reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, one five-star review said, quote, I highly recommend this album for anyone who enjoys peaceful, lovely Christmas music. 
I've never cared for the song about the father getting drunk at Christmas, but I can ignore <laughs> that for the wonderful treatment of the other songs. Uh, another review. Why? Uh, this was a, this was one of the few one star reviews. <laughs> Uh, and this review said, and this was, I think, the entirety of the review, quote, Why is John Denver singing a song called Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk This Christmas? Not a classic. In fact, none of his popular songs are here. Tossing it. See, these people get it, Nick. It's what I've been trying to explain to you guys, okay? What is that? People drink on Christmas. They and like- nobody likes it, apparently. Have you been trying to explain that to us? <laughs> Another review, not loving the weird song about a drunk dad, but with his troubled life, who can blame him for throwing out this strange song? Another review, <laughs> I'm a, not a huge Denver fan, but I do love this collection of crit- Christmas music. Uh, no, crit- 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 Wait, can crit- I read that one? Yes. Can I read that one? That one is uh, that one there. I assume this is verbatim from the... Yes, uh, I copied and pasted it directly. I'm a not a huge Denver fan, but I do love this collection of Christmas music. <laughs> Could live without, please, Daddy, don't get drunk for Christmas. But the rest is pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, wait, you know, just just keep reading read the rest of the reviews in different accents. <laughs> this is fun. This is typical John Denver, but has nice Christmas music, except for one song, Daddy, don't get drunk on Christmas. You need to skip through that awful song. <laughs> yes. And the last one is the best one. Uh, that one really struck the closest. The only reason I gave it less than five stars was because both my wife and I had alcoholic fathers. The song, Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk This Christmas, left a sour note with us. (laughs) Those were a handful of uh, selections from Amazon. Oh, my God. I was going to say, up until those last couple of ones, they did sound sound what my mind's eye thinks John Denver fans sound like. I didn't care for that one. No? (laughs) I can't. When you were when you were describing the reactions from John Denver's fans, I I couldn't imagine a fan of John Denver's music having any other reaction than just sort of, you know, like wilting, low key acceptance of most things. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting <laughs> someone that feels one hundred percent on point. Yeah, like oh I don't, God. I don't, I don't. In my mind, I can't comprehend of like angry people listening to John Denver. Almost heaven, West Virginia. <laughs> You just imagine a 55-year-old liberal couple living in Colorado with no strong emotions on anything. Just like both... Both in their in their chairs with the fireplace uh, in between, and they're like at a slant, and they're both reading from different books. And then, like the one looks over to the other and goes, "Sure is cold today." Yes, it is. Mm. Lifts through the book some more. Three hours go by. <laughs> Uh, but yes, let's uh, let, let's dive into this in earnest. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Please, Actually, the first thing I notice is just uh, musically, this song is uh, all major, which is usually the what you would how you'd write an upbeat happy song it just seems very jarring with the subject material or do you disagree i i think the song's kind of funny you know what i mean but like i could see I, me I, sitting down singing this with my family but the thing is i don't think it was intended to be funny oh i don't I, think he listen, was having... i know there are a lot of people listen let, let me put out a disclaimer that i understand there are some people with some like severely like alcoholic parents that may have been abusive and terrible yes quick cover your bases now say the joke you want to make <laughs> 
Look, I understand some people had rough upbringings, but all I'm saying <laughs> is those people should die and burn in hell. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. I just think they're awful, less than human, and should uh, die a slow, painful death. Continue. <laughs> but like, even his, I don't know, his twain and everything, like you said, it, it has the upbeat back music, and he's just... <laughs> I don't know if he was honestly Lady attempting to. Yeah, daddy, don't get drunk. It just sounds like the most backwoods hillbilly fucking shit. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I've been, I've been out in the backwoods. I've been, I've been. That's <laughs> right. I know, you're you're, not ba- I know you're not backwoods shaming, but you're right. You, I, I expect to see someone like with an acoustic guitar around a campfire, grinning deliriously, like while they sing this. That, that's right. You're both from upstate New York. Yeah. We. That is. That is right. That's right. That is. That's right. <laughs> Fucking yuppie. You got a problem with that? <laughs> Listen, if he wanted this to be taken as a serious, you know, heart, like getting you, or maybe it's just what John Denver sounds like. I don't know, but I'd imagine. He's a soft talking man. Be like, you gotta, you gotta break it down slow for daddy. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, Why is the word daddy slowly creeping into your vocabulary? Uh, no, were were you referred to that for a long period shut of up, time? Shut up, Nick. Okay, no. <laughs> I can't just, I can't, I've lost all train of thought. Mike, of do you get triggered if I told you, please, daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas? Oh, <clears throat> Fuck you guys. <clears throat> Listen, I'm just saying. All I'm trying to say is, if you wanted to be taken seriously, you wouldn't be sending it like that. Okay. Okay, so you're standing by that. I'm you're standing by he st- meant I wanna, for this. I want to hear more. I got to hear more of the song. Okay, but you're saying he wouldn't have chosen to make this upbeat, folksy song about such a serious subject matter unless he was trying to be funny. Yeah, although sometimes I guess humor is how people handle shit. Yeah. It could be. Oh, uh, man. I, I don't know. I'm of the opinion. You laugh or you cry, Steve. To, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> there's there's not a wide range of emotion in between those, but okay. <laughs> um, I can feel all the types of emotion, Mike. Sadness, anger, rage, fury, sadness. <laughs> yep, that's all of them. Le- <laughs> that's lethargy. Um no, I'm of the opinion that he sings it like this because it is so commonplace that it is not. It doesn't even occur to him that it's a that it's a weird thing to sing about. So, so you, so you think this is maybe like a slight cultural misunderstanding? Yeah, like for someone raised on this music. If I if I had to come up with a bullshit thing to argue about for this, you know, you can make a legitimate argument, yes. Steve. This is this is your platform to make whatever. If I had to conjure up something to talk about regarding this song for the purposes of our show, then that's the (laughs) thing that I'm going to talk about. (laughs) All right, then. I'm holding you to that. Don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Just last year when I was only seven. Oh, boy. (laughs) Now I'm almost eight, as you can see. 
Okay, he wasted a lot of precious time <laughs> stating something very, what? very obvious. This, this is I've I've now learned nothing. We know nothing about what Dad's drinking habits have been and why Mom's so upset about it. You know what I mean? It's like what? Yeah, you can't start with that chorus and then spend two entire slowly sung verses saying I'm I was seven last year. But now this year, I'm eight, as you can see. And next Christmas, Dad, I'm going to be nine, <laughs> which is one year away from double digits, okay? Are, are we sure this song wasn't written by the Purd Happily character from Purd Happily character from uh, Parks and Rec? <laughs> oh, just, oh, just speaking in a... It is my opinion that this child was seven years old, and if you waited a year, would be considered eight, yeah. as most could see. <laughs> Okay, but he's eight years old now, as, as we can see. You came home a quarter past eleven and fell down underneath our Christmas tree. <laughs> Wait, eleven fifteen, and he's coming home drunk. What did he get started at six? <laughs> Sometimes those holiday parties start a little early. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, Mike, do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, I had one that started at... Uh, Wait, everyone, uh, everyone, stop talking. It's time for another edition of Mike Russell Tells Us Embarrassing Things uh, About His Life. Oh, my God. I don't know if I should tell no, this No, now one. you have to. Should I tell this if one? You, if you... This is such a good story. No, shut up, Nick. Now he has to tell <laughs> it. Just don't, just don't use the names. I was at a holiday party. I'm not going to say where. These stories are the linchpins of our episodes. So <laughs> we, have to, we, ha- we have to have them. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So so just talking about how parties can start early. This one started at uh, actually 4 p.m. Okay? So 4 p.m., I cruise in with some coworkers, and boom. And, and do they listen to this show? <laughs> no, I don't think so. So <laughs> anyway, we're drinks, 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 having a good time. Two hours pass by, and, and these guys got to leave, but another coworker shows up, right? And me and this guy, we just start hanging out. We, this is like kind of our, like we've hung out at work, but this is our first like outside of work. And, <laughs> and he's a lot smaller than me, okay? He's like, yeah, Mike's, Mike's pretty tall. I'm so like, uh, for any listener who's curious how big I am, I'm 6'2". Okay? Ladies. La- <laughs> hey, ladies. 235 pounds <laughs> of mostly muscle. <laughs> so so this guy comes in, he's like 5'2". He's like okay, so... He, I've been drinking for two hours at this point. He says to me, Mike Russell, you're, uh, you're nursing your drink there. I'm going to drink you under the table. And I kind of laugh a little, and I'm like, oh, well, let's, let's just see about that. And it's an open bar. At drinking contest at 630. At, at an open bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At an open bar. So, man, we're slamming Guinness, Guinness, Guinness. We're doing tequila shots. He's slamming whiskey, this guy. So the bartender eventually goes, yo, guys, I... <laughs> can't, can't hey guys, guys, this isn't illegal, but it should be. So I'm gonna stop this. So we're like, oh, all right, fine. So we go to the downstairs bar, you know. <laughs> so, so. That'll that'll trick them. None the wiser. So uh, we get separated for literally five minutes, and I'm like, I meet another person. We're having a conversation, and then right next to me. Like over my left shoulder. Wait, you accidentally disengaged from a drinking contest to begin a conversation <laughs> with another perfect stranger? No, no, I knew this. I knew. I knew this guy. Okay, but I'm, I'm chatting with him, and then all of a sudden, there's a bunch of commotion over my left shoulder. Right, screaming. You screaming. Said. Pandemonium is happening, and I'm like, what? So I look, and there he is, the guy I was just upstairs doing this drinking contest with, staring his 
right into the eyes of the bartender, dick in hand, pissing over the freaking bar. Oh, <laughs> and the bar- bartender's like, what the fuck are you doing? And the people are running out of the way so they don't get pissed on him. And the bouncer runs over and he's screaming. He's like, who's with this guy? And Mike, obviously, you stood up and said, I'm with and him. And much like Peter in the New Testament of Jesus Christ, you denied I him. I denied him. Three times. Three times. Who's with the pissing man? I saw him with the pissing man. No, no, not I. Yes, I have seen him with the pissing man as well. No, I was not. No, I'm pretty sure that guy was with the other guy who was pissing. It wasn't me. I don't know him. Ding, ding, ding. My lord. Oh, lord. As he foretold. Forgive me. <laughs> uh, wow, that's actually uh, that's pretty much how it went down with that. And, yeah. uh, he was thrown out, and, and then, then he went home, and his eight-year-old son saw him trip and fall underneath the Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, that story was the prequel. <laughs> yes, we wanted to get the prequel in. Oh, but that's that was one that's that was one hell of a holiday party. I'll tell I you call what. that track "Pissing Jesus." <laughs> that was a bonus track on Jen Denver's Christmas album. Things seem okay. Mom is smiling. No doubt she's not hiding years of abuse and pain underneath the strained grin. Also, are we sure it isn't one of these smiles? I swear to God almighty, I'm going to kick the shit out of him when he's sober. Look, all, all he's done is taking a nap in an unorthodox place. <laughs> I mean, if we really want to break it down. Mike. <laughs> Spoken like a man with experience. Yeah. I've taken a nap in some interesting places. <laughs> I'm Such not- as. <laughs> no, he got his story for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm, no, this See, is just for my personal benefit. I just want to know. <laughs> so just Bellevue Asylum. Oh, you got a nice nap I mean, That in was there. a nice nap there. Yeah, no, was <laughs> Bellevue, townhouse, uh, New Jersey transit train in a completely yeah. different part of the state than he began in. Yes. Um, uh, the mail room. The mail room. <laughs> I was locked out of my apartment, so I had to wait for someone to come open the door. <laughs> oh, that kind of... Oh, in the apartment building. Yeah, it's like... Oh, the, I was uh, thinking like you were working in a mail room and you just sort of... Or you, <laughs> you just sort of like passed out. Mike, you're fired from the post office. <laughs> Such a short-lived I, career as a I know. civil servant. <laughs> it was my first day. <laughs> Have you ever fallen asleep under a Christmas tree? No. It's not too no. late. I, it's I, not, bet, I, I don't want to make sure I have kids first. That way they can, that way they can stare in horror at you. <laughs> I bet it's relaxing. Yeah, but we have the nice, uh, that nice, uh, nice pinty, soft light, pinty, nice pine smell, smell, pinty, piney. Yeah, Freudian slip there. I love me a nice pinty smell. <laughs> it's okay. I think all three of us have had several examples this episode of being unable to control our tongues. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 
All right, so Mom is smiling, but we don't think she's happy. She told me, son, you better go upstairs. Oh, fuck. Which is what maybe she's thinking they're going to be doing, so she's got to get the kids out of the way. You know? Is this another <laughs> Christmas came prematurely story? Also, I don't think she's... I don't. A, I don't know how attractive that site is, and B... She married him, didn't she? Well, I get this. I get the sort of idea that this marriage may not have been conceived wholly in as an act of love and mutual respect. Are you suggesting that these children, this family, was conceived like in a in a premarital this, sexual this mi- bout? This might have been a have-to marriage. I'm assuming there were shotguns involved, <laughs> literal and figurative shotguns. No, actually, yeah, you're probably for some shotguns involved. Yeah. Um, but so, no. So but this for- is the backstory we're extrapolating from it. <laughs> this father is resentful that he married this woman because he had to, because young John Denver was an accident that sparked a shotgun wedding or shotgun wedding. That that you know what it you know what it is then guys i know what i know what forget all this nonsense that he's saying the real reason forget this childhood trauma nonsense <laughs> the real reason john denver doesn't want daddy getting uh, drunk on christmas is cuz he likes being an only child you know what i mean he doesn't want a little brother Whoa. or sister because Whoa. he knows that he this is this is what daddy gets drunk on christmas and does it with please mom. daddy don't <laughs> get drunk on christmas is about john denver cock blocking his father is that what you're saying cock blocking his dad cock blocking his mom she's the one who's ready so she's, it's so it's no longer so this a funny song. Cr- so this mom who's crying. She's smiling out the window. Did it not say she's smiling? Yeah, out but the window? he says in the chorus several times, "I don't want to see mama cry." Yeah, yeah, Mike. What's Mike, that? you're is suddenly, it tears of joy. Doesn't want to. In what circumstance, Michael, would a woman cry other than being sad? About the state oh, of her marriage. Oh, Steve, you know damn well <laughs> why a woman would be crying out with ship <laughs> enjoyment, <laughs> okay? And the and the I don't know if you're familiar with this, Steve, but the the mating dance can be a very powerful thing. Okay, <laughs> doesn't sound like the dad's doing much dancing in this. Oh, no, I mean, if he fell, Steve. if he fell down to the point where like his face and chest are on the floor, but his butt is up in the air, maybe that's that. That's like a peacock type thing. That's, a that's like how the peacocks do it, or something. Oh man, peacock. <laughs> also, she's not interested in that. She's obviously going to have to do most of the work. No. no um, well, let's see what happens. Yeah, yes. <laughs> let's see what happens. This is just you know a theory. I don't- then you laugh and Merry Christmas. The dad did. I turned around and saw my mama's tears. I guess okay. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was wrong. I guess it is a terrible song. Tears of Joy, maybe? Uh, no, maybe not. Well, because you, the, the, the verse before that, you were... You, you, in that moment of silence, you're like, right, guys? Huh? Huh? I got it. I got it. I got it. And I had to explain to you, no, he's drunkenly yelling at 11.15 p.m., Merry Christmas. Which isn't that late. I mean, let's be honest. Is it that late? Well, the, Mike, for good for good God-fearing country folks, it is. 
out here in West Virginia, if we're up past 9.30, it's New Year's Eve or nothing. He's from Colorado. This is true. Maybe he's... um. I, I assume I assume based on that one song that he is from West Virginia. This is a very West Virginia song. Don't get me wrong, but but everyone knows out in these country places, your neighbors are like a mile away. Okay, so you can be as loud as you want to be. So, I mean, the kids are already up. It's Christmas Eve. They're not sleeping. They're trying to sleep. You're trying to get them to sleep, but they, but they always... can't when Dad keeps staggering home and screaming <laughs> "Merry Christmas" at the top of his fucking lungs. Is it Santa? <laughs> oh no. It's just Daddy and his own piss under the Christmas tree. Seriously. <laughs> Could you imagine waking up and walking down and seeing that? Like, uh, this song is tragic. It's, uh, I don't know. It's Eye of the Beholder, Nick, you know? <laughs> He's screaming Merry Christmas. It could be worse. Oh, so he's happy at least. How could it be worse? Okay. It, let's, let's, so. Let's run the numbers. Let's, here we go. Daddy. Came home. He was drinking since 6 p.m. Yes. Because, because because Mike Russell abandoned him at the party. I think then he, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So he comes home and he takes a little nap under the Christmas tree. Uh, mommy comes down, sees him. It's like, oh, God. The kids come down. He's like, oh, everyone's here. The whole family's here. Thank God. The family's together for Christmas. And he screams out, Merry Christmas. You tell and me. Mom cr- oh, and, and mom mom's crying. crying. Well, oh, my God. He's turned a new leaf. Let's- At least he made it home, Nick. <laughs> he could have been on the bar. Right? You pieced you that together s- like a CSI <laughs> tech. Mark Harmon would be proud. I just can't wait till you're married with kids in this exact same situation. And the only bar you set for yourself is, well, at least I made it home. <laughs> yeah. That I'm, means I love you. At least I'm not dead <laughs> in a horrible car accident because, of course, I drove. Okay. Well, they didn't say daddy was a D- no, if it was a DWIer. You know, then we'd have a whole different conversation. You just said they live miles from their neighbors but they have a great public transit system okay the bus drops everyone off every five miles i'm just using the world you concocted for yourself Ah, i think steve's got a point daddy definitely drove home (laughs) (laughs) or maybe he walked he could have walked in the snow maybe the party ended for everyone at 6 p.m and it just took him the remaining five hours and 15 minutes to get back i rode my bike seven miles just to meet a lady at a party one time also, how drunk do you have to be for a five-hour walk to not slightly sober you up? <laughs> Let me tell you, Steve. <laughs> and guys, that's all the context we have for the story, because right after that, he gets right back into... Please, daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see <laughs> this is, You're right. You're right about... Or the... Uh, those reviewers were right. This does kind of strike me as like you're listening to Josh Groban sing the first Noel and God rest you merry gentlemen and then all of a sudden start singing an acoustic version of bitches ain't shit. Yes. (laughs) It's the equivalent of I just don't know who who listens. This is obviously a Christmas song in the subject material, but who listens to this for their? Uh, who is putting this on after Pentatonix and Nat King Cole's Christmas album? Who's putting on "Please, Daddy, Don't Get Drunk" this Christmas? Um, the drunks. I'm telling you, Nick. Like, I'm probably gonna listen to this song. Why would on the Christmas drunks want to listen to a song imploring them to stop drinking? Because they want to make fun. Oh, of like it. it's <laughs> like it's ironic. Like, it's, I, it's ironic. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're reading too much into it. I think it, it involves the words 
drunk and Christmas. So that's, that's, all, it that's all it takes. That, that, that's the bare minimum. I know a song about getting drunk on Christmas, which is what I have currently done. <laughs> Here it goes, a little something like this. All right, come here, little Jimmy, and sit in my lap while I sing it. <laughs> you don't want to. You're not my dad. Oh, yeah. I love how the one YouTube video we're using to watch this, it's just alternating between a Christmas tree mm-hmm. and a Yule log. Yeah. That's the only but, visual company. But it's we have. doing it. Not in a like it's not changing. It's not holding the image for uh, a verse and then changing the next. Oh verse. no, no, absolutely it's just not. changing it in terrifyingly random moments, so, and then quickly switching back. Oops, sorry, and then quickly switching back. So it's not like verse one, the Christmas tree. Verse two, the fire. Verse three, the Christmas tree. It's like first half of verse one, Christmas tree. Then fire. Then Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Fire. Fire. Christmas tree. Christmas fire. Fire. Christmas tree. Cry. Ah! It's like it's trying to trick you into thinking it's a festive song. Hey, you know what? You know one dad that if he didn't get drunk on Christmas would have never learned any life lessons? You in the future? Was uh, no, was George W. Bush? No, no. <laughs> um, uh, it's a wonderful life. George Bailey? George Bailey. George Bailey. Think about it. He went out and he got hammered. And, be, and he was going through a lot of shit. And then he jumped in the river. And, and then the angel came and uh, taught him to, you know, taught him to improve his ways. Or to appreciate Taught him his, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life, yeah. Hmm. I'm just saying, there are examples. <laughs> there are examples of people getting drunk, drunk on Christmas and coming out okay in the end. And he did, and he did drive home, which <laughs> is crazy in that movie. Yeah, he, he, drives, well, the 40s. he drives his a car right into a freaking tree and gets in an argument with the guy who owns the, the house that the, the tree's in, and he punches him right in the face. You know, drunk I cannot, bastard. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot, like, Jimmy Stewart acting angry just doesn't hit with, like, it, I can't yeah, have, I can't, Jimmy Stewart cannot, like, I cannot look at Jimmy Stewart and listen to Jimmy Stewart talk and feel anger coming from him. Like, all I ever feel from Jimmy Stewart is goodness oh, no, and light. No, no, come on now. Come on. Yo, when he's yelling at da- us. Da- no, 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 no. Da- damn it, Nick. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so mad. I'm just so mad right now. If you guys could just, I would, I would just, I would just love it if you just, 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 now wait a, now just wait a second. I'm just so mad. <laughs> Three hours later. Ah, oh, I love that movie. I'm going to watch it when I go home. <laughs> it is a wonderful life, but it's not for young John Denver in this song. No, it's not. Uh, and that's where it ends. It doesn't end with any real resolution. It doesn't end with any hope for things getting better in the future. It's just him pleading that this one Christmas, because he's obviously indicating this has happened multiple Christmases. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. Uh, but there's well, no there's no well, hope in the future. What is so special to uh, to John and this son that this Christmas in particular? Or does he just... Well, he's eight now, as you can clearly see. I don't know if that makes any difference, but he's he's, he's had enough, Mike. He's had enough. Now, now Mike, Mike, he's, he, he's had enough now. Now, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just don't understand it. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart pleading with his dad not to get drunk on Christmas. A live reenaction. I don't know. I didn't learn very much from this song, which is why <laughs> yeah. it's dead. It's why people don't like it. There's but no... it will still be working its way into the regular Christmas. You should hate this song a lot, Nick, actually. Why should I hate this song Because a lot? of your horrible family history. That's... 
No, oh. I have a very loving family, Steve. I'm oh, fuck yourself. Wait, I'm just they, assuming drunk families aren't loving families, Nick. <laughs> if 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 mom is crying, then no. Um, she's fine. Mom, <laughs> wow, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. No, um, no, Nick. It's because you told me that the writers of this song was a couple, an older couple, right? That did the afternoon. Not necessarily delight. older, but like, and they were writing. Words coming out of an eight-year-old's mouth, mm-hmm. which I know rubbed you especially the wrong way. Eight-year-old's cli- mouths do rub me the wrong way. You're right. <laughs> Your words. <laughs> uh, the Christmas shoes song. When Nusan <laughs> put words in that eight-year-old's mouth and made him sing a pleading with someone to, to do something. Wow, Mike. <laughs> that, you have sunk to new death. Those are not at all the same. They're not the same. It's not the fact that it was coming out of an eight-year-old's mouth in Christmas shoes that was the problem. It's the sentiment that God gave his mom cancer to teach some other asshole in line at a Christmas store a lesson about how good Christmas is. That's my problem. This one, it's just... The juxtaposition is just so jarring. The music is so upbeat, and the lyrical subject material is so dark and dire. I mean, you can say the exact same thing for practically every Irish folk song or drinking song. They're all about family members dying or trying to kill the British. So it's not... But they're all... They're all, they all make you feel good by the end of it. Oh, like Christmas in Killarney when all the kids are home or something like that. When all the who? The kin, the, all, uh, the, all the boys. All the boys are home. It's Christmas in Killarney when the all boys the are back in town. boys are back in town. Oh, I love Christmas in Killarney. That's a good one. I know. You brought that up earlier. I know. I'll bring it up again. I'll bring it up a third time. Um, but yeah, this, I get it, but... All right, why don't you throw some real tragedy into your lyrics, and then we'll talk. Your dad was under a Christmas. Okay, yeah, right, right, right a part two that extrapolates on the abuse most likely prevalent in this household. And then maybe I'll agree. Mom's just crying because now she can't get no Christmas D if that's, dad's all That's right, Mike. Out. It's all about Christmas D. I think, this, I think this is the second Christmas in a row in the Song Topsy Report. Christmas D has come up. Spoken like a man with experience. I've never been with anyone who cried on Christmas. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So this song must strike close to home. Oh, that's too funny. Well, that is it for Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. Uh, Or is it? The end? Question mark? Mm, Yes, songs are a cliffhanger. Uh, But to all you beautiful listeners, I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Um, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us uh, right where you are right now. And uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and uh, Mr. com, who is tittering silently. <laughs> Yo, uh, yeah, so uh, that's right. You can find my stuff at Mr. com, the website, Mr. MR, or on my Instagram, Mr. com. That's Mr. MR.DOT. And uh, yeah, like said you know uh please send up some reviews some song suggestions for the upcoming 2019 year uh and if you are still in the christmas spirit go back uh numbers uh, episodes number 26 to i want to say 30 to infinity to it number, felt like 
right. We all, did a lot of Christmas. We episodes did a lot last of Christmas. We tried to pace ourselves out a little bit by only doing one. Yeah, uh, they are. Uh, they are some solid gold moments uh, back last year. So if you're, I love. Yes, I, if, if you yes. really want to get that Christmas. If this didn't marathon, scratch your Christmas itch, but you can definitely go back and listen to last year's. Um, and also uh, email us in a story of when <laughs> your <laughs> inebriated behavior brought tears to someone's eyes, maybe. Or, you know, or, save that for your, like, psychiatrist. Yes. Yeah. Or, um, oh, man, that's another one. Or just be a, just a fun story about a drunk Christmas. How was your drunk Christmas last year? Listen, Steve, therapy costs money. We'll listen for free. Yeah. No, I won't. <laughs> uh, but where can we find you, Steve? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram with the rest of the heathens. And what about stephentrollinger.com? At your man Trollo. What about you shutting the hell up? What about that? What about lots of things? <laughs> New Year's resolution, maybe. I resolve to have no resolutions. Oh, so you're, you're, per- you're, you're perfect just the way you are, Steve. That's exactly what I thought. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm waiting to get drunk on Arbor Day like a good person. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. Aww.